Well, this is our mic check. Oh, is that the mic check? Uh, I am terrified of praying mantises like I am, like or like a lot of people are spiders. Like, I get freaked out, and I've called Riley before when he was working on a deck to come move a tiny little praying mantis out of our house. They don't ate me and replaced me. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, that's part of where my fear comes from. Curdling blood. What? So I can give us any context. Why would you okay, say that? Cool. Why wouldn't you say blood curdling? <laughs> he knows what he said. Sounds worse that way. <laughs> <laughs> I had my first boba tea today and it was delicious. Woot woot. Nice. I know what a metaphor is. It's a thought with another thought's hat on. <laughs> That's clever. Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm Levi. I'm Alyssa. I'm Riley. And, and this, this is Rogue, Rogue Ramblings. Ramblings, a podcast featuring controversial topics, interesting ideas, and random nonsense. Oh. You did move in there. <laughs> it won't let me stop. <laughs> Alyssa. <laughs> I'm Levi. I am the week's master debater. And this week we're going to be talking about insects. Start off. Um, it sounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, recent figures indicate that there are more than 200 million insects for each human on the planet. I hate that. <laughs> Most of those are probably ants. Aren't there just like a large number of ants? There's insane. I think insects make up like something around 70 to 75 percent of all invertebrates and if you just split up animals with vertebrates and invertebrates I mean that gives you an idea <laughs> huh? um, oh and uh, there's 300 pounds of insects for every pound of human <gasps> oh. for every pound of human <laughs> <laughs> so um, where is it uh, nope, okay, that's not exactly what I want. But we found in fossil deposits that ants had come to represent 20 to 40% of all insects found. Um, but that's not what I wanted. I'm, pr I'm pretty sure there's a, a fact about how many ants there are, and like the earth is basically just one giant ant colony. Long story short, Ant Man is the most powerful Avenger. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> so the, the phylum is Arthropoda. That's um, an invertebrate with a chitinous uh, exoskeleton. And then from there, there's two classes going to arachnids or insects. Insecta, rather. And then those split into the different orders of like Hymenoptera, Hemiptera, um, which are like Hemiptera are true bugs. Hymenoptera are like ants and bees. And then from there, it's family, genus, and species. Um, an insect, the class insecta, are invertebrates um, that are characterized with six legs, head, thorax, and abdomen, and either one or two pairs of wings. And that's how you know it's an insect. Going to Riley from earlier, calling a spider an insect. You know, they don't need to know that. 
Now they all know I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't call it bug. <laughs> I was just thinking bug's probably a better term. I think people just use bugs, not scientific. People just use bugs like. Oh, and that's not wrong technically. Yeah, but uh, we're gonna be. Yeah, but. <laughs> all right, fine. You sounded like those people in the tarantula community that like to use the scientific names. You can't make fun of them and then be them. They, genus level is a lot different than like class and order. <laughs> okay, if the shoe fits. All right. You sound like the person who corrects people on Latin. Like, say the full thing. It's not bug. It's bugathracus <laughs> moralimus. <laughs> so, what scares you about praying mantises? I was attacked by one. I was totally chill with them for a while and like had no issue. And then there was one day that um. We were at our parents' house, and there was one of the the larger ones, you know, like four or five inches in length, uh, just chilling on the, like, the pathway to their front door, and I was just walking, and all of a sudden I felt it, like, hit the back of my leg, and I turned around, and it flew at me again, trying to attack me, Uh, and ever since then, I just have been afraid of them, and their little, like beady eyes and I'm like they tear each other's heads off that one was trying to tear my leg off and yeah I don't know man <laughs> I've been attacked by roosters in the same way like those little tiny roosters that we used to have and they never scared me but the brain man just got to me sounds like a made-up story doesn't it well that's because she's actually a closet atheist and she's incredibly intimidated by the devoutly Christian insects <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> Was wondering where you were going with that one. <laughs> Good golly. So, uh, one cool example of, like, morphology with insects, we can use a um, grasshopper, be a hexapod, and it's kind of crazy. The way that they breathe, they don't have lungs. It's just a series of trachea, so it's holes along Ooh, the body gross. that just divide up into smaller tubes that diffuse oxygen directly into like the hemolymph which is the circulatory tissue like blood and the heart kind of beats that around but they don't have like a vascular system like we do so it kind of just moves it around and the organs are kind of like sloshing around gross yeah <laughs> just like unsubscribe no don't don't do that guys well <laughs> i know that they're not technically insects but it's kind of cool how i don't know if it's all Spiders are just tarantulas, the way that they breathe. Book lungs. Yeah, you want to talk about that? Um, yeah, spiders breathe out the bottom, like where the cephalothorax and abdomen meets. Out their butt. No. <laughs> <laughs> like in between their butt. That's one thing. The like, taint. <laughs> yeah, the taint is where they breathe. With arachnids, there's not a head, thorax, and abdomen. The head is fused with the thorax, so like spiders look like they have two parts. You have the cephalothorax and then the abdomen. And the book lungs are kind of on the bottom of that. And they work kind of like lungs. I mean, it, more like gills, I guess, where they're not like swelling up and breathing in and out, but like a passive diffusion hmm. type thing. But they can drown really easy because they're kind of stupid and will like lay their, their face is really like where they take in water is really close to that. So if they're really dumb they can literally just drown themselves by laying that down into the water while they're drinking water and then slowly inhaling it and drowning themselves 
That reminds me, we used to have a Staples manager that also had no neck and looked like he breathed from his butt. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly docked out of it. <laughs> oh, man. That was good. <laughs> Zing. I don't have a whole lot of insect input, but I can keep them coming. <laughs> oh, I, I have some that are also horrifying. Um, I remember, this one was a dream, but it was... Oh, I know what you're going to say. Oh. It was while we were Ooh. at, we were um, youth leaders for church camp for what? like first graders, and Riley was in the guys' tent and I was in the girls' tent, and the first night there, I just had this dream that... I don't know. I guess it wasn't really a dream. You know when you're sleeping or getting ready to sleep and your brain just pops images in your head and you cannot get them out? Yeah. No matter how hard you try? Yeah, this one was, I have a scar on my ankle. And the dream was where that broke open and a bunch of fire ants started crawling inside underneath my skin oh my and goodness. up my leg. And so... Well, the I, one listener we had is now gone. <laughs> I was horrified to go to sleep, and I kept feeling, like, itchy and yeah. awful. And then the rest of the, like, two weeks after that, I every time I would go to bed, that would be the image that popped up because it was so, you know, Graphic. strong. Yeah. <laughs> I have a nasty story from today. Oh, God. I almost... I took a picture, and I almost sent it to the group before I realized... No one wants to see that. You don't know. <laughs> I don't, maybe I will text it to you next time. But I deleted it because I figured no one wanted to see it. Last week, I came across a dead raccoon in a pond. This week, the same raccoon corpse was basically a pile, like, the size of a raccoon of maggots. Oh. And that's all it was. And, like, the ribs were sticking out, and that's about it. Ooh. You guys remember that story oh, of when Alyssa locked me in a barn and with a dead cat corpse? One second. Before we go on that tangent, <laughs> can we address that like anytime we have a podcast that's like outside of the, the norm, <laughs> Alyssa and Le- and Nikki just find some childhood trauma to drag out. <laughs> no, fight about. no, Nicole finds some childhood trauma to drag out. Yeah, you traumatized me. Okay. <laughs> She's like talking about insects and bugs and things that bugged me. Remember when Alyssa killed my bird? <laughs> That's how we go. That's how we do. <laughs> nah. I know you didn't mean to. It was my I choice. I literally didn't. She wanted to climb down into this little area. And so she did because we're up in the hayloft. It's like an older man in barn. So she climbed down in this little area and she's like, I just want to wait here. You go around. No, no, the no. Door for me. Yes! It was not my idea to just wait there. Okay. I think it was a mutual decision. <laughs> I'm not going to say that there was not a part in there. But Alyssa's like, cool, and like, closes, I don't know, for some reason I thought she'd leave like the, you know, the little like, trap door open. Oh, I'm sorry, so I had Grandpa light. always taught us that we're supposed to close things after we open it, especially on a farm, so sorry for listening to him. Did he? Oh, yeah. Is that a thing, babe? If you find a gate open, you leave it open. If you find a gate closed, you leave it closed. I think Dad taught us that because of cows. Well, I'm sure Grandpa had that rule too, so. Apparently. Excuse me for closing things that were already closed. Anyways, so I was stuck in there with a dead cat corpse, and I think because of that, the raccoon thing wouldn't have bothered me. I would be bothered. I'm a human. <laughs> Y'all, maggots freak me out. I know that they were extremely helpful back before modern medicine in, like, cleaning out wounds and eating the dead skin, but, ugh. I think they only, they used to freak me out because they thought that they would just, like, attack you. Like, it was, like, <laughs> like, oh, skin, and, like, trying to eat. Do they even have eyes? This guy is going to, like, jump and... <laughs> They're the 
top predator. <laughs> this, so this was like a the way that the pile of maggots was moving. I think would have triggered you if it was on video. Oh yeah. And also, oh, if you ever do something really mean, I can show you a picture that will trigger you and your whole phobia so bad. Tryptophobia. What is it? Yeah, the tryptophobia. So there's a species of fly out here, or maybe everywhere. Oh, I think I know. That lay uh, larvae inside cow patties, oh. and they have. <laughs> you just stopped there. I yeah. Think you. I think you got enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I'm sure you can Google it for yourself if you are curious. I struggle with those pillows a little bit. The you so know like the a sequin pillow. I'll post a photo that of it. you can like fix the sequins. If they're sitting funky, I just I get nauseated. Speaking and it's not even holes. Adding Nikki, uh, she also doesn't like geese when there's a group of them and they're all eating in the grass. Cool. <laughs> and their heads are all. I don't understand up. that one. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's something about it that's like. <laughs> Sirius was down there. I was like petting Riley's foot. <laughs> I'm just staring at him. <laughs> okay. Oh golly, we're a mess. Oh my god, I love it. Don't stop. And <laughs> you guys were worried you wanted to be able to find content on insects. <laughs> Oh man! Um, I have to take a picture of this because it's actually kind of cute. I'll post it to our Instagram and Facebook. But it's the way Smeagol is sitting with us right now, it looks like he's like part of this. I'll have to get a photo of him and then like a little. <laughs> also, Bella's really cute face right now. And oh, she got her little tongue out. Well, I think it's kind of derpy. But... My favorite part about <laughs> Smeagol personally is the fact that whenever he mouths, it sounds exactly like a can being opened. Oh, Smeagol! <laughs> <laughs> okay, no one move. No oh. one panoramic. This is really good content. So, back to serious stuff with insects. Yes. You know how they have exoskeleton. Yeah. It's called a cuticle. It's made of chitin. It's like a polymer. So one problem with stuff our nails is made of, right? No. That's keratin. Keratin. Oh. Um, but a problem. Well, there's benefits to that, like um, maintaining hydration. You know, and water loss. They don't have to worry about that as much and protection but the struggle with that is growing and getting bigger after birth mm. with you know that's why they have to go through either complete or incomplete metamorphosis complete would be like egg larva pupa adult and then uh, incomplete is where it's just like hatches out a mini version it's like a grasshopper they start out with like little tiny grasshoppers and they just keep metamorphosizing into bigger grasshoppers yeah I've got a short thing to interrupt you. Yeah. You can go back and do it. I don't know why I remember this, but if you want to see what he gets described in the most weird, disgusting way, look up, uh, what's that process called again? Metamorphosis. Look up Hercules Beetle Metamorphosis. It's horrifying. They completely change, like, the size of your hand. It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. Oh. Yeah, Nick, see, she's already disturbed, but she just saw a No, thumbnail. I'm not disturbed. I'm just, that, I did not know that that's what they look like. They're kind of like giant maggots. At first. <laughs> then they turn into a weird-looking beetle. Wow. Um, it's kind of nifty. So, yeah, I just want to point that out. Hercules beetle metamorph- metamorphosis. Turkey-looking. Yeah. Uh, insects dominate basically every biome besides one. Do you know, does anyone have a guess? Tundra. No. It's not tundra? No. Desert? 
It might be confusing because the way the orders work, but they're a different file or order. They're um, oh god, I'm <laughs> blinking. What's a crab? Crustacean. Oh, crustacean. Yeah, crustaceans. Because they're basically like insects of the ocean, but right. they're not technically insects. I've heard them called sea spiders, and that's boy, that's just the truest description. <laughs> Back to spiders or insects now, are we? That just reminded <laughs> me. I don't know if this is related. So they're, they're like insects? Like are they... They're a different branch. So like you have arthropods branching into mm-hmm. insects and uh, crustaceans. So that's neat because I know that if there's a higher oxygen content, uh, bugs can get pretty dang big. Like they'll just get bigger to, I don't know, adopt to a higher whatever that. That's one of the reasons that they used to be so much bigger, yeah. Huh. And then also crabs will just keep growing if they have enough food. So I wonder if there's a, a relation there or if I'm just grasping at straws. The oxygen, the partial pressure oxygen thing, when there's higher oxygen, it's because it's that diffusing thing I was talking about where diffusion only works across a certain number of gradients before you can't get any more, like, oxygen to come into the body. <laughs> That's why they're small. But when there's a lot more pressure of oxygen compared to, like, nitrogen, what we have most of now, that would allow them to get bigger so that the breathing holes go going deeper the oxygen is able to actually get down into the inner level oh so that'd be like an evolutionary thing the yeah. ones that are bigger have a higher chance to oh sorry no you're fine am i completely making this up or wasn't there like a group of crabs that got giant because like they lived next to like a drain or something in like the ocean where it was like a constant food source and they turned out giant sounds familiar i don't know about the crab thing but keep eating and growing Crabs can also regenerate limbs, like spiders. Yeah. Talking about insects, but that's a cool thing. It was cool. (laughs) I did a project on starfish when I was like fourth grade, and that was the coolest thing about them was like chop them up and throw them in the ocean, and then bloop bloop. More starfish. (laughs) We killed a starfish once. Oh, we did. We didn't know. You take it out of the water. No, it was, it was on the beach. And it was a pretty big one, like dinner plate size. And mom's like, oh my gosh, let's take this home. And so we put it in a plastic bag and took it home. And it smelled real bad for a while before just kind of like becoming very stiff and not the texture that it was. And we were pretty little, but... uh, That one goes to your mom. I don't think she knew. I don't think there's a way that she would have known, you know? Yeah. She doesn't read all the signs like Dad does when we go to aquariums and crap. Mm. So I have a couple rants now. Starfish are like the way they move is pretty crazy. They have this like uh, suction hole at the top that sucks in water, and it's basically like the vascular system. It's called a water vascular system, and there's like one large vein of water that goes to each leg, and then that branches off into two on each side into like a bulb. And so by pumping water in or out, they can create suction to each individual little bulb. Hmm. And those are like their feet. Interesting. And that's how they move. Don't like it. Did you find it, Alyssa? No. And then Take it back. I think I made that up. With, you mentioned cutting off the starfish and seeing regeneration. Uh, there's a species, this isn't insects at all, of <laughs> marine flatworms, platyhelminthes, that uh, you can c- keep cutting it up. And it will like regenerate a new body. Like you can cut it in half, cut it in half, 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 and you can make like fifty flatworms. Whoa! How? That's wild. Actually, that might be the wrong genus. Now that I'm thinking about it, but either either way, there's a 
like a marine flatworm that will keep regenerating. Like there is a certain point when you get down to like um, splitting cells. You know, it's like well, that's why cells die eventually. That's crazy. But yeah, you can keep making <laughs> more and more of them. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, back to insects. Oh, we derailed. Oh, right. I forgot we switched. <laughs> Does anyone know the world's most deadly animal? Animal? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh I know this. Insect. I know insect it's snail. that snail that shoots little doodads. The Not snail? most poisonous or toxic. Oh. What is responsible for the most human deaths? <gasps> oh, I know. But I that's cheating. So if you guys can't get it, I'll say it. I think I know too. Well, you guess first. Mosquitoes. Yeah. Yeah. So, mosquitoes are responsible, even in the current day, for killing anywhere from 725,000 to a million people every year. Wow. Because of the disease yeah. they carry. The next runner-up, I believe, is it's either dogs or snake with, like, 50,000. Hmm. Then third is roly-polies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or if you live in Colorado, the fucking earwigs that just fall off the ceiling and give you a heart attack randomly. Oh, our house doesn't do that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. There was one the other day on like one of our little signs, like that's hanging up, and it was like, it's like the audaciest bitch just like crawling around on it. Also, they like to crawl into your water bottle, like my straw. <laughs> yup, I didn't know that one time. It took a big swig and then Ooh. spit out two. Yeah, you I got, had to live it. So you guys have to experience you got a swig it. Of ah. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny, Riley. It was traumatic. Oh boy. Uh, talking about how mosquitoes drink your blood, they more of lap it. <laughs> to make you guys uncomfortable. Scrape and lick. They, uh, they have their uh, <laughs> proboscis, which is like a hypodermic needle, that they'll go through your skin, find um, a capillary bed, and then that opens it up. <laughs> Dream and make. And then they have like a, a labellar lobe. You, you can see a picture of it here. It's kind of like a tongue. Oh, interesting. Okay. lick it up with. Like a yeah. little hummingbird. Yeah. In a horrifying, <laughs> not sweet at all way. Can you imagine the hummingbird walking up and like, <laughs> 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 just like sticks straight into your butt? Oh, so a mosquito so that big? Yeah. Look at her eyeball twitch. Look. Oh gosh, I don't like that. <laughs> it's full of pet content. So what are all the boy mosquitoes doing when the girls are out stealing blood? Oh. Uh, well, mosquitoes actually feed off like pollen. Females don't eat blood. What what do they do with the blood? They use the protein to make eggs. Oh. Yeah. You want to tell them about your traumatizing mosquito story, babe? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I was out in the field. I know a friend named <laughs> Letai. <laughs> and I found a place off the trail to go pee. And I had I put bug spray all over my body, not anywhere inside my clothes, because why would you need to do that? And I was make, as I was peeing, I was making sure no one's coming. I looked down to finish, and there's a mosquito attached to me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was traumatizing. And she used that to go make babies. Yep. So you fathered mosquitoes. Hey, it's what it's for, right? <laughs> oh, God. jeez. Oh, I like that old proverb that's like, you realize that you don't need to solve things with violence when a mosquito lands on your balls. Oh! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah, because, like, you know, you're not going to slap it. You're not going to slap it. Yeah. <laughs> I, butchered, I, like I butchered the quote. No, I think that was good. I think I'm just dumb. So, 
took yeah. me a while. It mosquitoes did. are basically really great vectors because they're small. What's a vector? Uh, something that spreads disease. It's like rats. They're really small. And they use. They're not smart about needles. <laughs> they keep reusing needles. <laughs> <laughs> they're not very. Uh, Conscientious. Yeah, Conscientious about that. Interesting. So, this might be a weird question that you may not know. You know how to answer, but how much human death you think is caused by mosquitoes that or diseases that mosquitoes natively carry versus ones that mosquitoes transfer from human to human. What? With like the idea of reusable noodle needles. I don't know about diseases that much. Like I don't know where malaria came from. Mm-hmm. But malaria is by far the biggest one. And then like West Nile is pretty far down the list. West Nile is actually from birds. And then the mosquitoes eat a beat or take blood from the bird, get it in their body, and then that's how we get in. I see. Uh, heartworms and dogs, that's how heartworms are obtained. Um, da, 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 da. <laughs> you obtained heartworms. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty nasty. And in Colorado, they're actually not an indigenous species because we're in the high desert. We just planted a bunch of trees and farm and dammed up rivers and made it farmable and green. <laughs> Interesting. So, do you have any tips on how to avoid having mosquitoes on your property in case anyone's interested? How to avoid them from biting your penis? <laughs> Don't take it out, step one. <laughs> Some fly in your clothes. They're kind of small. It can happen. <laughs> um, so, the company I work for, we use a bacteria that we put in the water for mosquito larvae. Uh, I don't exactly know the name. It's BTI. I think it stands for back. <laughs> no, something thorensis israelensis, bacterellum or something. I don't know, but it's basically a bacteria that the mosquitoes and only the mosquitoes eat, and it's only harmful to them, and it kind of bloats in their gut, and they die. And the reason it's so target specific is because it only starts breeding and duplicating in that specific pH of a mosquito gut. Back... Bacillus? Oh yeah, Bacillus thuringiensis israelensis. Um, yeah, so they actually sell like little tablets you can put in small ponds and stuff at like Home Depot. It's the same stuff. I think a good big tip though is like don't have standing water if you can help it. Buckets and stuff. And, I mean, it's like, the biggest one, yeah. Like tiny, even like little cups of water can like have what hundreds. Yeah, we can post some like pictures yeah. from my work on uh, our socials. Yeah, yeah. So but check like, that out. A hoof print I've seen have like hundreds of mosquito larvae. It's like in a single hoof print. Wow. Um, yeah. And we're back from Nikki's random pee break. I'm pregnant. What do, you, what do you want from me? It's been 30 minutes. It has been 27. Well. Who wants to talk about wasps? Oh. Ugh. Nobody? Ever? <laughs> for any reason at all? I do find tarantula hawks really fascinating, That's though. where we're going. Yeah. Most wasp species are parasitoids in that they... Can I see what that does? Yeah. <laughs> that means that they, um, they like to lay their eggs inside of another creature... And tarantula hawks, I know at least. I think wasps too. They, it's a living creature. Wait, am I a parasitoid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. 
Not wrong. Because I know... In that way, an endoparasite. Just like tarantula hawks and the wasp species that are parasitoids are endoparasites in that they attack from the inside. And then there's ectoparasites like mites, fleas, and ticks and stuff like that. They go from the outside. Yeah. I think they're fascinating, and I think watching videos of them fighting tarantulas and slowly, like, paralyzing them is crazy. You like that? I think it's fascinating. This red side doesn't trigger you. And then they drag them off to their nests, and they, like, glue them to a wall and lay their eggs inside of them. And And then the insides are basically a living buffet for the larva. Yep. And they hatch out, and the life cycle continues. Now, I know I said that (laughs) pregnancies don't scare me like Nikki but I saw a very very close up gif of a praying mantis eating a wasp alive oh, that's right. starting oh, with the head yeah that is nightmare fuel you know how tarantula hawks have the really long tail yeah so that's where they get the egg in it's also like a stinger like a t- stinger is actually an evolved type of ovipositor and oh. I think that word is like really badass because it's like ovaries mixed yeah. with depositor so is a penis it's, an ovipositor? It's a stabbing, <laughs> it's a stabbing ovary, basically. That's pretty cool. All I know is my ovaries stab yeah. once a month. Yeah. Oh boy. I was gonna make a joke about you too. So. Same wavelength. Flashback to several million years ago. All right, Lucifer, you can make one thing. <laughs> ovipositor. What? <laughs> really? It's, in. it's done. That's why I chose. You can't. No take backs. You said. Said, I think wasps are awful and not needed and they should go away. Unfortunately, we watched this side show there on YouTube about why wasps are nope. bad. It's just because there's of very the few. Well, there's a very few that actually sting you. Most of them are yeah. actually like pollinators and stuff. And like pollinators really and beneficial. Ones that like we would miss yeah. them. Like they, uh, fruits, like a lot of yeah. fruits wouldn't exist without wasps. I'm okay with that. If you yeah. guys, <laughs> there's a species of orchid. This is a really crazy example of. I think the right term is convergent evolution. No, that's not. That's where they come yeah. together. But it's like two species evolving to help each other. I think that's convergent. No, convergent would be like or... a bat evolving to get wings and also a bird. Yeah, a symbiotic like relationship? Yeah, that... it's a type of symbiotic relationship. But Well, the crazy thing is, is that the, the orchid imitates oh, that's right. the body of a wasp. So it gets the male wasps to try to have sex with it, to stick the pollen oh, to it. I've seen that. Yeah, but the flower has never seen a wasp. Yeah, it's a flower. So literally, <laughs> that, that baffles me because that's like, how what I'm does talking a about. Flower evolve like that. Yeah, it's that's... never seen. It's never heard. It only is just somehow evolved perfectly to attract a male wasp like that. Well, I mean, you could argue that the ones that had. A little, a few more features were the ones that got pollinated, and that yeah. just carried over. But like, but the fact that Darwin, like theory of evolution, like made it that perfect is insane. Right? Like, <laughs> how does it even get close to that? Because like, let's just say what looks like a regular flower, whatever, whatever a regular flower looks like in my mind. Yeah. How does it like mess up so bad <laughs> genetically that a wasp is like, that's kind of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I think that's why, like... What? <laughs> I don't know. Going to science classes, I can't argue against evolution. Yeah. And I think that's why, as a Christian, it's come to me that it's the idea of it's just God-led. Like, yeah. he works it so perfectly because of situations like that where how do you 
how do you how does nature match that up on its own without when nature tends towards entropy how does it create something that works so well together it's just it's awesome tangent off of that not to make like a religious thing but uh, I definitely agree with that like people there's people like assume like you have to be able to prove that God's doing it it's like why if he's omniscient and omnipotent why would he just magic stuff into being you know yeah have make it a system make it work make it a mechanism that is self you know running that's yeah. just a, such a silly argument people are like we have to prove god's real it's like no you don't that's faith. part of religion like faith is a part of religion why do you have to science it yeah. science doesn't disprove okay i guess i am being religious and political about it no you're not wrong though because like we can put all the things that are needed for life perfectly get the spark but we can't create life so something that perfect had to happen and Science knows that. We can't explain it yet. But we know that something so perfect had to happen for that first organism to come to be. Yeah. And it's beautiful and crazy, but certainly can't throw God out of the picture and can't throw all science out of the picture either. It's a combination of the two. Science is just a way of explaining things. Like, a lot of, I think, religious people think, Science is very against, uh, you know, religion, but it's it's not. All science is trying to do is, it's a, it's really just a, a way of thinking, to arrive at the best explanation of things. Sure, that's it. Yeah, that's that's a that's a weird. What? Yeah, that's not right. Coevolution. I looked up the stages of evolution. Oh. Two organisms. Yeah. Evolving with each other. Yeah. I don't like knowing things, so I like to look them up. You don't like no. Or I don't like not knowing oh, things. Yeah. It was driving me crazy too. I appreciate you. Looking yeah. <laughs> it is a weird thought process. I'm definitely tangenting now, but that scientists and, and religious people need well not need to, but there is a subsection of both that like to like go at the other. Yeah. It's like that's just the wrong you know, battle the wrong war to fight in, you know? They yeah. can coexist. Like why is why are you wasting your time on that? Yeah. Yeah, is, yeah, the arguments, like I said, the arguments for science trying to disprove God is silly. Because <laughs> you can't. Right. And then the argument of, like, religious people trying to say science is the devil or, like, science is evil. It's like, We're trying no. to prove that right. dinosaurs and people live together. Oh, my gosh. I remember we went to talk about that once <laughs> the ark at our in, church. Some, there's the Ark somewhere in the Midwest, that oh. big exhibit. Have you seen that? No. That's pretty crazy. I just remember this guy coming in and he's like, we have clay pots of people and what look like dinosaurs. And it's like, but there's also lots of creatures that evolved from them that I'm sure people saw. I know. Like, try to refute carbon dating. Yeah. Like, you can't. Oh my, I knew a guy. He was, he was a pretty cool dude. Very genuine. Back when I worked at the Cowra Cycle in California. But he was a he was a New Earth believer, and I had such a hard time relating to him for two reasons. One, like me and him were the only people who were like openly Christian in our department, mm-hmm. and like he would just spout this stuff off, and like I was like, man, you're making me look really bad. Mm. Like, cause he cause he's trying to be like, you get it, and it's like, no, we're not on the <laughs> same page. <laughs> we're not the same. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's a thing. That's weird. It's just weird. People who who. And they have all these excuses. It's like, this is why carbon dating isn't accurate. It's like, where'd you hear that from? Oh, this guy? Who is he? He's a pastor. Where'd he get his degree? 
His what? Yeah. <laughs> There's so to explain carbon dating, it's the I believe it's carbon twelve. Do you remember? Sounds right. It's an isotope of carbon it. that's radioactive. All the, all of that means is that it decays down into the lower element at a certain point, um, and it's a radioactive isotope of carbon, and a half life is how long it takes for that element to split into two um, smaller elements or yeah. isotopes. And that is a known number for everything. We can measure that. And so basically, when you take a sample and look at the remaining number of atoms of that carbon isotope, you can see how many half-lives it's gone through. Yeah. And it's a very measurable thing. Like carbon 14. 14, okay. You were close. close. That was real close. <laughs> Nikki's my fact looker ever. <laughs> fact check. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that I would... Generally, I just sit here and look stuff up anyways, but I, I know that you also appreciate... I do. <laughs> ...getting them, so... Accurate info. Those are those things that's like... You're just not going to be able to keep in your brain unless you talk about it all the time. Right. Yeah. I have this problem with my profession where I like to memorize acronyms, but no one ever says the full thing, and so it's very pointless... So, but I get it, though. It's like, <laughs> I know I need to know what it really means. For no other reason than just to be like, it means this. Just one of your things. So, I guess. Pe- what? One of your, the things you gotta do, though. Yeah. Like, I get that. Yours is more important, though, because, like, knowing the difference between carbon 12 and carbon 14 is probably a lot different than being like, is it personal homepage or PHP hypertext preprocessor? <laughs> like, one of those is gonna, like, break the science you're working on. It sounded very close-minded. <laughs> break the science you're working on. <laughs> you cannot break science. I don't know. I feel like I've talked about everything I want to talk about. Anyone have any insect tangents? We talked about the tarantula hawks, and we talked about how crabby praying mantises are. Jumping spiders are really cute. They are actually pretty cute. Yeah. They can make really good pets. I'm trying to think if I have any horrifying... Oh! My favorite insect fact. Centaurs have six legs, so they are insects. <laughs> Stop it. I'm pretty sure you've said that before. I did. Podcast. It was oh my God. <laughs> Can you refute it, love? Four legs in a centaur? Well, six legs. they don't have the three different portions, right? Like the head, the thorax, and the... <laughs> Just... Well, maybe then they're actually interacting. Well, Doesn't a centaur only have four legs? I'm confused. No, because they have arms too. No. Four legs. <laughs> so to be an arachnid, do you have to have eight legs? Uh, I I believe so. I don't know that off the top of my head, but I'm thinking of all the arachnids, and they do. So no. where would a centaur land? Mammal. Now I need to like Google. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe not. it sounds right because both the things that are mashed together are mammals, but you know, it doesn't have an exoskeleton. So. You know, it looks it looks like horsehair, but it's actually a very unique exoskeleton. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing else. Oh dang it! I googled it. Sorry, Riley. It says they would be considered mammals. Boo. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that is according to Cora, so go after them if you disagree. Okay, so if you turn a centaur inside out... <laughs> <laughs> we're, ma- we're writing a horror movie, TM, TM, TM. No one's allowed to take this. <laughs> then it's dead. 
that you've created a dead <laughs> creature. No, 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 no. It's, we're going to reanimate it. Yeah. It'll be an inside-out centaur reanimated. Yeah. It's going to be inside-out. You just got to take away all the hair, the mammary glands. The, I don't have mammary glands. You know, if How do if they you, feed the young? They don't. Oh, if okay. you take a human... <laughs> young die. <laughs> and flip them inside-out, they'll be charged for manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> Probably murder, but... <laughs> Probably murder. <laughs> the human centaur pee. Like, workshopping the name of this. Oh, boy. I just imagine the motion director is like, human centipede got a lot of money. We need a sequel. Let's go. Right. This is like Sharknado a all over A sequel to the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alyssa's in the corner like, uh, human centaur pee. And the director's like, <laughs> that's it! That's it! That's the one! Again, I'm trademarking all of this so you guys can't steal our ideas. Yeah. That's illegal. Do you know, you. to be a mammal, you have to have hair? So even, like, whales have hair. So, what? what about a coconut? That's nightmare fuel. Aren't the a coconut's a the... mammal. It's got hair. Produces. It's <laughs> not milk. the only qualifying factor. <laughs> it, it produces the... milk. I'm sorry, coconut's now a mammal. You proved it yourself, science man. Right. Isn't the hair of whales like inside their mouths though? Like it's kind of. I think that's different. No, they actually like have hair like on Do spots they have, of their fins. Like... Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. It's the teeth thing is different. It's like strands of keratin. Because those also are part of why I don't like whales. Like. Can you it's imagine weird. if that brushed your leg? Like, oh. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be brushing your leg. What do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he just has these visions of a whale, like a slimy whale, sitting up to him, like, hey, baby, and brushing her legs with its teeth. Gross. And he's like, why aren't you coming back to my We should place? have stopped this podcast <laughs> ten minutes ago. I think it's more like, I imagine it like a shark. You know how sharks, they kind of bite things to see what it is? Yeah, whales don't do that. Well, I just have this image of a whale coming up and being like, what's this, huh? And you just feel those hairs. So it would be like a gentle bite. It wouldn't be like an actual bite. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure a whale could bite through your bone. No, I know, but my fear is not of a whale could biting me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just big enough. Well, but it have it's... teeth, but it would crush. Like, yeah. Just because they have crushing power, but they're not. Probably. But it's a giant, huh. like. Tune in next week when we talk about if whales could bite through a human body or not. You know, you guys were talking about your childhood trauma, and I was just thinking about it. A good topic would be, like, sibling trauma and sibling stories. Because <laughs> you two are siblings. Me and Levi both have brothers. We yeah. could probably go on for an hour about crazy crap. Or we like, also have a brother. Big brother, little brother stories. It's true. Anyways. That's a little baby brother. Oh. You guys have so much in common. <laughs> <laughs> you both married crazy people. I didn't say anything. Why didn't you warn me? <laughs> <laughs> you had more time than Levi. It's true. Yeah. He's already in too deep. Alright. Alright. Okay, I guess we're gonna send it off with loud smackings. Alright! <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. You can check us out on social media. Uh, Rogue Ramblings, two words Facebook. Rogue Ramblings, one word on Instagram. Twitter is Rogue Ramblings underscore. And our email is roguerambling at gmail.com. And keep an eye out because we're going to have a special request soon for you guys yeah. if you want to participate in an episode. So keep an eye on our socials to see what that is. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Wait, I got one more thing. Okay. Look out for our poll. Is a centaur an insect or a mammal? Oh, boy. <laughs> yes, new poll. All right, you guys go vote right now. Okay, bye!